0: there um keys
1: just get pucks eat, you know play the corners hard we'll see if good things will happen for us yep we're back episode 90 of just dishing it what's going on everybody joined as always john tudes tutor derek the man hoskins boys Hoskins. I always say Hoskins. I don't know why. It just rolls yeah, off the tongue better. It's okay. You know, it's just yeah. we're also, buds. We're pals.
2: There's also multiple famous people with the last name of Hoskins and not Hoskins. So yeah,
1: but well, like you're cooler to me. So like I don't know why I keep make I keep putting you on lower on um, to that level of the better, other famous people. Better hair for sure. 100. percent It's not even a question. Appreciate. it. Not a doubt in my mind. What's going on, everybody? It's uh, what is it, December 14th? You know what that means. You know,
2: mm, no.
1: Leafs fans are probably happy. Oh yeah, not near the playoffs yet. Yeah, they're rolling. Mitch Marner, second coming. Here we go. Can't wait for it. Cannot wait. Um, lots, uh, lots going on in the in the sports world. I would say. Um, I definitely, at least for me, I wanted to throw in a little smack at the Leafs because I think it's just hilarious. Because it's it's just like. It's like the, the farmer's market in, in your uh, local little township in the summer. Like, you just know it's there every Saturday, you know, 7 a.m. to 1. It's just, you know, it's going to be there this amount of time. It's the same way the Leafs are when they're good. Nice and early. They're good. They look like a powerhouse. You're like, this is the year. And then the wheels come off. Um, and it looks like it's shaping up to at least start the same way again. So uh, all is right in the world, I suppose. Um. Wanted to start the show for sure, though. Last night, like I said, we we're recording this on Wednesday. Um, Ovi, yeah, 800. 800. Did it with
0: a Hattie, we're not,
2: too, right? I Did it With a hatty. That's just, we're that's not, typical, we're not surprised, though. We're not no, surprised,
1: not at all. I'm just yeah. stoked that he did it.
2: Yeah. I mean, he was, it's expected. Um, He's still got a long ways to go, it seems like, and his age is definitely showing uh, <clears throat> to catch up to uh, Mr. Gretzky, but uh, I think he's going to obviously go us a college try. Visibly, I think I his think age is showing I up. think there's no way I don't know that, that he doesn't yet.
0: break it. There's no way.
1: He's He stays healthy. He, doesn't, he hasn't changed the way he plays, really.
0: It's that. He's it's not as fast, it.
1: sure, but.
0: Even if he gets to the point. Where he's say twenty goals away going into a season and a year and two years from
2: now, he's thirty-seven. Right, it now. doesn't
0: it doesn't even matter how mobile he is at that point. You could just park him in a spot, and if you get him the puck, he can put twenty goals in the back of the net with just his shot.
2: I mean, yeah. really, what's he at goal-wise? This year? Do, you, do either of you know off the top of your head?
0: I've got the NHL app pulled up right now, so let me take a peek. Oh. <laughs> He's at 30 – oh, no, that's uh, points. He's at 34 points right now. He's got 20 goals on the
2: season. Okay. Mm. So we'll say that he probably finishes with right around – we'll say 40, 40, 45 maybe. Okay. If he stays on pace. So he gets to 825
1: I think he could score closer to fifty if he stays I know. on I'm the pace he's on. I'm yeah, you're counting for there some there. slumps here and there for a few, a um, little stretch. Yeah,
2: might have a couple injuries, um, banged up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, just some time off, but vet stuff, you know. Um, but I mean, that puts you at 825. He's 37. If he retires by 40, 41, I think he could probably do it.
1: Yeah. I do too. I, I just think, it, and this got me thinking too. Um, I heard, I want to say it was on 550 this morning, just for a minute while I was driving in. They were talking about like um, famous chases for like players to get championships. They were it specifically more like uh, quarterbacks getting Super Bowls to and Derek. Um, and it made me think, is this, is, do you think it's, Is it more exciting to see what Ovechkin's doing now, chasing Gretzky to see if he can catch it? Or do you think like when Gretzky was just setting it, like he beat the record and then he just kept setting the benchmark higher, which one do you think was a more interesting like chase or pursuit of like an accomplishment for an athlete to follow? Does that make sense?
0: I would say, and this is probably going to sound biased because of our age, but I think Ovi is a bit more exciting. And the reason being is when Gretzky retired, the mentality and the prevailing wisdom is nobody's going to touch his records. Right. Mm -hmm. And now you see Alexander Ovechkin come into the league as a rookie, light it up, take the league by storm, electrifying talent but he's kept that up and gotten better and better and better throughout the course of his career. And he's never slowed down, right? How many times do we see guys come into the league? They set the league on fire for a couple of years and then they disappear. Mm. Ovi's never done that. He's been incredible. And he also made it very clear, very early in his career, which was bold that this is the record he was gunning for. And now, yeah, now he looks like he's in a position where he could do it right. And you know, with Gretzky, he was so much better than the other players in his era, right? But I would argue Alex Ovechkin's the best pure goal scorer we've ever seen in the game of hockey, right? There's better overall complete players than Ovi, but Ovi's if you need one guy to score a goal you you're not putting you're not giving the puck to anybody but Alex Ovechkin right he's the best goal scorer we have ever seen in the NHL and it's it's cool to watch him track down the record that nobody thought would be touched
1: it is i'm i'm excited to see like cuz for a while people were talking about it. i feel like people really started talking about it like a couple years ago maybe what would you say like 2 3 years ago like mm-hmm. it really was. You you could see that. Like you're like now, maybe. Now
0: Buchegross has been beating this drum for a very long time.
1: He has. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I know. Yeah, he's he's like that though. He finds the things that he's on stuff early. I would say Bucci. So credit to him.
2: So I just did a quick look at his uh, regular season stats. Um, he's been in the league so far for seventeen years. Mm-hmm. Um in all of the in out of those years he has scored 50 or more goals in 10 seasons
0: you got to remember
2: and one of the seasons Obviously. 20 to 21 there was 45 games played um, and in 2012 and 2012 13 he played 48 games so his shortest games played in a season and he still averaged and he still had In 2012, he had 48 games played, 32 goals, and 24 assists, Uh, so over a point per game. And in the 2021 shortened year, played 45 games, had 24 goals, 18 assists for 42 points, so almost a point a game. So he's been well over a point a game almost every single season. and I think that, yeah, there's I mean... a lot about his scoring. Um, I will say though, uh, I, I agree with you, two, But I mean, obviously, we weren't there for Gretzky. But I think the cool thing with Gretzky, um, is that he was setting those records like he obviously was setting the, the, the bar so high, but he was also winning cups at the same time mm-hmm. like a lot of cups. Like, not that you know, not to diminish anything that Ovechkin has done, he's got the one. But it's just really hard to compare when when Gretzky was doing that and winning, like, many cups at the same time. You know what I mean? Just, like, I, like elevating yeah. his team and, like, being the center point of his team every single year and making his team so much better every single year. I mean, granted, they had absolute weapons of a team, you know, some of the best teams in Wagons. NHL history, you know, uh, – and Ovechkin, obviously, when they got him, they weren't that good and they had to build around him and stuff. And, you know,
1: a lot I, of questions early on, too, for a while. Yeah, they're, for sure. For, but, you know, I,
2: I just think it's so much. I think it's I, the stat, you know, the, the records will be broken, but I don't think you'll ever, like, beat the glory and the feats uh, that uh, Gretzky pulled off throughout his whole career, you know. Because like yeah, while he I mean, was doing the scoring and the assists, like he was doing so, you know, winning so many awards and uh, the cups at the same time.
0: The other thing too with Gretzky, that's just insanity, is if you took away all of his goals, he mm-hmm. would still be the all-time points leader in the NHL by a lot.
2: Yeah, that's what I mean. With, he with made, just he, assists, he made his team so much better around him. Right. So Ovechkin is just a pure goal well, And that's
0: and that's exactly why I always like to make that distinction and people because I'm a Pens fan and they get the whole Crosby Ovechkin thing in there. Everyone thinks it's just me hating on Ovi. I I I hate when they have when the Penguins over the years have had to play against him because Ovi's such a great player. But individually as a talent, I love watching Alexander Ovechkin play hockey. I always yeah. have. How could you not if you like the sport, right? The mm-hmm. dude's incredible. And I always like to make that distinction that I think he's the best pure goal scorer because there's so many other guys out there that are incredible playmakers that I think are maybe a better complete offensive player than him. But, damn, nobody – it's magic when that dude has – I don't know. I, don't,
2: I, I agree, but I will say Connor McDavid's chomping at his heels, like, real close. I, if, he is. If, but if we I mean, see a couple – McDavid's more, more of a Gretzky-style player. I know, but Mc, he's Mc also – but he's still such a pure goal scorer. The, though, problem, the, the
0: problem with McDavid, and I don't even know if you can really call this a problem, is he's such a – He's a guy that could score anytime he feels like it, but he's got that pass first mentality that Ovi never has, right? Yeah. Ovi's got that mentality of I'm gonna bury this. McDavid's got the mentality of
2: Someone's well, bury well, him. if I if I
0: have to go coast to coast and go through four guys and you know backhand one top shelf, I can go do it when I want to, but I'm gonna go out there and set somebody else up for an easy tap in.
1: Yeah, I mean, Ovi used to fly around, though, you know, when he could skate better, you know, when he was younger and breakaway goals. Everyone remembers that sliding behind the head goal. Oh, yeah. You know, like, he had the flashy, like, you know, because, like, now he's not as mobile, but, like, the way Connor moves, like, he's going to draw two guys at least to him when he starts making any sort of move towards a passing shooting position. He draws so much attention. So, and that's how Gretzky was too, because let's face it, like McDavid, we just haven't seen somebody look so. He looks like he's playing against like college kids, or like, you know what I mean? Like, and that's how Gretzky looks when you go back and watch the tape. Like, he just looks out of place. He looks like he should be playing up a level a lot of the time. So, and, and like Ovechkin, it was kind of like that. But it was more like that uh, that mentality, it seemed like, the goal scoring, like, I'm going to score goals. S- just don't let me do it. Try and just He like was just char- daring people to stop him. And as we can see for 17-plus years, nobody happened. Yeah. So that's my two cents on it. Anything else on Ovi, boys?
0: I'll just... No. Uh... Congrats to him, and it was it was just cool to see that he hit 800 with a hat trick in that
2: game. A baller.
0: That's that's an ov move right there. Yeah, crushes it a Bud Light
1: on the ESPN live feed too. Right after, yeah. just tremendous, just we, all uh, time.
2: We haven't we haven't been on since it happened, but uh, we got we got to talk about uh, Mr. Tage Thompson. Mm. That guy, that boy is up to no good. <sighs> he is. He's a bad man, and bad he's, man. he's he's establishing his spot like Ovechkin. It's from that top top of the circle every single time.
1: I didn't, I because he, you know what, what I've been noticing because you know, obviously the Columbus game has since happened, um, and obviously the night last night when we we're recording this, so Tuesday was the Kings game or the six goals third period. Um, Tage just he's, it's, it's awesome to see, man. He's in such a zone. He's playing, he's got, he's found himself in the NHL. Yeah. I think yeah. I truly think, and I think he knows that he's still going to grow. And, you know, he's still such a good playmaker, but we don't talk about it because he shoots the puck a hundred miles an hour. He's seven feet tall on skates out there with one of the, he's got such an underrated release on his one timers too. It like gets so quick. Like mm-hmm. if Victor Oladipo wasn't on the team, I think we'd notice it more. But like, man,
2: give me also give me Tage. I can't Thompson. say give me Tage Thompson in the hardest shot competition in the in the uh, NHL All Star game. Oh,
1: year. I can almost guarantee you he's going to be in there. I would hope so. And he'll probably win it because Char is gone, right? Did Char win it last year?
2: Yeah, Weber's still in the league.
1: I don't think Chara did it last year.
2: No, yeah. I can't remember who it was. We were, yeah, Char- we were did there it. too. I think
0: I think Chara Char- took the stance of I don't want to take a spot from someone that's been voted in as an all-star if I'm not an all-star myself.
2: I think it was I think it was Weber. I think it was Shay Weber, honestly. That no, he hasn't been playing, dude. No, no last year. I don't know. We were pretty toasted in the stands. Yeah,
0: Derek and I actually Derek we were there. We should remember. Actually, actually. Was, actually remember. <laughs> yeah. Victor Hedman? That might ring a bell. Jeez, yeah. We had a Derek Hopfer and I had a few pops up in the stands. So
1: and a uh, couple
2: pops before four yeah. or something um, something like that. Either way, no, not, not that important, not, important. I think it, now. I, think it be, I, think I think it might, it might, have, been, it might, have, might have been Hedman. Honestly. I feel like it was Victor
1: Hedman. Um anyways, not not that important right now, but you know, I I'm just so so impressed with Tage Thompson. So excited! I can't wait to watch him every night. I mean, you can't say enough about the way he's playing defensively too. Like he's, uh, right. he's it was, it was we are watching him become a superstar right in front of our eyes. And honestly, I was just hoping when that trade happened, dudes. Any uh, snarky comments here because I'm bringing up the trade? Uh, anything? Anything before I continue? No, I'll let,
0: you, I'll let you continue.
1: Sleep at the wheel. Very good. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Thompson. Mm-hmm. I was just, I was really just hoping that he'd be a top six forward, and I would think, good, great. But he that. is, uh, he's a top. You three can forward. see,
0: you can see, he's playing with a ridiculous amount of confidence now, which is good. And I don't think he was playing with that confidence before when he was struggling a bit, even though you could see the physical tools were there in terms of his hands, how hard his shot is, his release. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't playing with confidence, right? You, you guys know how that is. If you're out there, you might have the physical skills. But if you're not playing with confidence, the puck doesn't usually find the back of the net for you. And, um, you know, he's starting to get there. Um, he's had He's had a good run here. We'll see. What he does down the stretch, but you know the way I was describing it to a couple people over the weekend, because you know I went to the game last Friday when Pittsburgh was in town, and then they obviously played the Penguins again on Saturday, so I watched Thompson pretty closely for back-to-back games, and in those two games, shout out, to, shout out to the Penguins defense, he had no goals and only one assist, but he's become the type of player where in both of those games every time he touched the puck, you get a little bit nervous as a fan of the opposing team, right? And I don't think the Sabres have really, even Jack to an extent, you know at times it was like that, but I think it's been a long time since the Sabres had that guy where if you're a fan of the opposing team, every time he touches the puck, you're, you're holding your breath a little bit being like, well, you gotta get the puck away from this guy. And that's I mean, I was sitting there in the stands Friday night and every time Thompson would touch the puck. I was I was I was tensing up a little bit. And that's just that's, that's the type of player he's he's formed into this year. Um you know, and that's that's a credit to really, I think, him and Granado and what they've worked out together in terms of his development and that move yeah. to sen- that move to center has worked out pretty well.
2: Yeah. I also want to say shout-out to Kevin Adams on that because I can't remember. It was a couple games ago. I think we were playing someone with a really big contract and was putting up similar numbers to Tage Thompson. I can't remember who the comparison player was, but they were comparing contracts. Uh, I think it was either Sabermetrics or Charging Buff tweeted it out. Uh, it was about... like about, Maybe. Maybe it was uh, just talking about the value of Tage's contract at what it is. Was it on
1: TNT or something? TNT, I think, did something because that Blue Jackets game was TNT, and um, they put up a graphic about Tage's salary just for this season compared to Goudreau. I think. Yeah, that's because it
2: doesn't it doesn't kick in until yeah his extension hasn't kicked in. Yeah, but even then, still super good value because. The value, the the um annual per year was still less than Goudreau, and he's outperforming him like exactly by ten, tenfold. So yeah,
1: tough start for the Blue Jackets. The the injuries they've had have just been insane on the back end. Um, but yeah, uh, like yeah, I mean, what what else can you say? Can't say enough about Taves. Let's just hope he just keeps this going.
2: Also, are the Goathead jerseys? Like, elite or what? I mean, because yeah, awesome. we're, un- we're undefeated in them right they're now. They're amazing. So, Yeah. Uh, they
0: got to burn the white ones, the reverse retros, but yeah, they should wear the black ones all the time. I wish they would just
1: put fucking blue pants on. Yeah. yeah. Easy fix. Blue shell. Or just take the shell off.
2: I will say, I was looking also today at, and it's crazy because we've never actually, like, sniffed playoffs since the like realignment and the Did you just you really just brought up you know, Okay, okay, but uh, just listen to this. I I'm All just right. I, I'm You're just, making me nervous, Derek. No, I'm, I'm just, sorry to cut you off. Go I'm ahead. just looking at how it let me finish my point. I'm just <laughs> saying how difficult it is in this new format to even come close to playoffs. Like we're playing pretty well. Oh yeah, in our division, and, dude. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And like the top three teams are like well over like well over like I think they have single single digit losses um, twice over their loss amounts, uh, and the wild card is like we're still like 15 or 20 points off of the wild card.
0: What's, and we're
2: playing, and we're playing well. we I would say we're playing well.
0: What's insane about the Sabers this this season is as it stands right now, they as a team lead the NHL in goals scored.
2: Oh, and that was another point. That and they're
0: to. still not in the playoff picture. They also
2: have wild. a plus 12 goal differential, which is right up there with some of the top so, teams that are in the playoffs. So
0: is the difference for the Sabres that... That eight-game losing
1: streak where they lost every so that, single game in regulation.
0: The eight-game, mm-hmm. yes. But is the difference for them looking at the way, let's say, the last week has shook out, Right. You get a game in Columbus where you kick the shit out of the Blue Jackets, big goal differential. Mm-hmm. You get a game against the Kings where you beat them six nothing. You know, beat the brakes off them in the third period. Between that, you get two games against Pittsburgh that were a little bit closer games, not as high scoring, and they lose them.
2: We got a Buffalo Bills is situation the, going on.
0: So is. <laughs> there, is the, is the situation where when they win, they just win by a ton, but they're not winning those close games? Is that – because, I mean, that's got to be –
1: Yeah, they're a young team. They're a young defensive core. The goaltending is old but also young. It's either one or the other. It's kind of just is what it is. We, you know, we're trying to find the median somewhere in there. UPL has been – You know solid when he's been in there So that's been encouraging I think so far What goes what it comes down to Is you got to have better goaltending Yes but it's to me You got to give your goaltender Confidence he shouldn't have to worry About positioning uh, With team defense As much as I feel like Sabres goalies Have had to this year and you can just tell How some goals are scored even if you don't know a ton About hockey you can just see how the body language of guys—you can see where the, how they're looking at each other. Somebody missed an assignment, kind of thing. Somebody lost track of their their guy, their slide, whatever you want to say. So I—I I don't know. The, the goaltending, yes, it's got to be better. But I think the biggest thing too is, like I mentioned, the eight-game losing streak where you lose all of them in regulation. You don't get maybe four of them and two of them in overtime, two in a shootout. Get a couple, you know, get a handful of points there. Um,
0: that's kind of the key, you know, right? With the with the way the NHL does their point system for standings, the key is if you're gonna lose, at least get to overtime to get that point.
1: Mm-hmm. It's crucial. Um. So, I but again, they're still so young. They're learning as they go here. They're learning how to play in close games. They're learning how. I think, as you can see now, when you you have to in this league now, when you get Two or three, you don't stop. You keep flooring it. So then, on the other side of the coin, when it's a tight game and goals are hard to come by, when it's two to one, you got to lock it up. You got to, that's the type of stuff you have to learn. That's the kind of games they've lost to Tampa recently, to Pittsburgh. The more experienced teams have been there, done that, which I think it's good that they're playing against those teams, you know, getting shown a lesson in a way. And they're well, going to be able to apply it.
0: And I think those more veteran teams too probably know it when they go into a game against Buffalo where it's like, look, they're going to come out hot. They've got young legs. They're ready to go. They're all over you in the first period. But if we can weather that storm, they're going to make some mistakes. Oh, more veteran teams. And that's, and that's, team and two, that's two. fine. And that's fine, right? Because they're, they're young guys. I mean, shit, the game we're watching it against Pittsburgh last Friday night, this, the line that started for the Sabres was that kid line. They had, I think, I think Owen Power was starting as one of the defensemen. Mm-hmm. And then you had Quinn, Paterka, and um, Cousins cousins on that line. You know, four out of five guys that were in the starting lineup that night can't even go to the bar and buy their own beer yet. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, eventually. <laughs> And that's that's cool that that shows the um, that shows the caliber of of young talent they've been able to funnel through the pipeline. The fact that those guys it shows where they're at. They do all look yeah. like legit NHLers, and I I gotta say I've been very impressed with Dylan Cousins in the games that I've watched this year. Um, I think I think he's taken a, a nice step forward yeah, uh, like from like where three game three from point where he's been something like that. Yeah, I've I've been very impressed with the way he's played. Um, you know, and with Quinn, you know, like, he had a nice assist last night. Um, but, you know, it's it's a matter of time. That kid's a goal scorer. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they, I mean, they they look like they've got good pieces in place. But, yeah, it's just maybe some of those more veteran teams, uh, you know, weathering the storm a little bit and then just taking advantage of those, like you said, Benny, the, the missed assignments that happen when you're inexperienced at that level.
1: Yeah, knowing all the – tricks and everything and how teams fool you and all that sort of stuff. So,
2: so yeah. Cousins, just to add on that, um, yeah. he's been on a roll, minus those two Pittsburgh games. He had, so in the last one, two, three, in his last six games, he has four games with three or more points.
1: Love it. Two games where he has
2: absolutely nothing. And then before that against Detroit, he had two points where it was two goals. Yeah, that makes me warm and fuzzy
1: inside for sure.
2: His point, he's just producing consistently and often, and it's goals and assists. I think think Cousins is your true number two center on this team, Um, and I think that kid line is going to be your number two line um, moving forward. And yeah. the fact that that's going to be your number two line and you can still put a very skilled line on your third line is very impressive. Is and the number
0: one line a number one line in the NHL?
2: Not really, because the assignments, I feel like, end up... It, it depends. I disagree.
1: It's just new. We don't know yet. Yeah. I think so. I, we just don't know yet. It's It looks really good. It's just they're, they're, they still... You can't just throw a core of a team together, and you know what I mean. Like that—that's the foundation that's being laid right now. They're having—I think they will be. I know there's some experience there with Skinner and Tuck, right? But Tuck never really got top six minutes anywhere. Oh. Jeff Skinner—I mean, Jesus Christ! You saw what Ralph Kruger did to him for you know about almost <laughs> a better part of a year um had some you know he he went through a rough patch there too where he just you know he was getting chances and he couldn't bury and you know we associate him where he makes too much money he's been on some bad saber teams he's kind of teetering in that level he's been playing extremely well this year he's showing that fight and that passion obviously cross check in the face can't do that but you know I like him going back after him, and, and that's stuff Skinner does. He's a motherfucker to play against, and he's been taking – when he starts doing some real ignorant shit on the ice, that's when I know Jeff Skinner's feeling himself. Mm-hmm. When he starts doing those, he's a lefty, comes out on the wraparound and just roofs it over the goalies well, right through its collarbone, past his ear, just shelves it like he did. I forget who he did that against.
0: Might have been uh, Pittsburgh recently, the first Pittsburgh
1: game. Yeah. He, had a, he, had unreal. he had a goal there.
0: Yeah, unreal shot there. Like, he's playing I'll well. Still, I'll still die on the hill he's not a good hockey player,
1: but that's fine.
2: I think he's a, I, I think he's, I think he's not, a very good hockey player. It's just uh,
1: people, people get – because he's never been in the playoffs, he's been on bad teams, I think he gets associated with he's not very good. But he's paid to be a point-producing goal scorer at the level that Tage Thompson is at, right? But he's an older player. You had to pay him. It is what it is. I think, I think, personally. I, was, I mean, it could be worse off, but he plays a two-way game. I would like him making a little less money, but we're not there yet where it's a problem. And he's older, and he's just on the fourth line getting scratched every other night. You know what I mean? Like, he's he seems to be finding a stride here this season. I think we're going to be impressed with Skinner's point total when the season's done.
2: He uh, reminds me very much of uh, Thomas Mannick. Yeah.
1: Like, I think that's fair.
2: Lights the lamp. Um, not the best in the defensive zone. Wouldn't really call. I him think either. he's
1: much better in the defensive zone. Yeah, than I, no, I I, I think yeah, so. yeah agree. But I see what you're saying.
2: But like, kind of shows, shows up where he wants when he wants to. If he's feeling it, he's really good. But if he's not, it's like, just you might as well take. Him. I think oh, he gets not?
1: distracted more. Than anything, I think because he gets involved verbally a lot. He stirs the pot too. I think some games, if he's struggling, he's shooting. His shots are getting blocked. He's not hitting the net. He's getting good chances, of not having the bounces. That's when he starts getting. That's when the problems compound. That's and for any Gensel player, shit, does that
2: Gensel shit was the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. He lost us that game. He literally yeah. lost us that game. That was terrible. You had Pittsburgh right where you wanted on your, you know. Home ice, and all you had to do was take him to overtime, and you would have probably taken him in overtime more than likely, or at least get one. All you, yeah, and and you see get, a and chance, then you see, and then you see him tomorrow, yeah. But you literally screwed your team by doing that, and you knew that Gensel was already going to get that penalty for the slash, and you just really doubled down. And like, come on, I mean, we've played hockey for however many years at a lower level. Like he played at a very high level. You should know by now. It's the oldest trick in the book. They're gonna get you for the retaliation eleven out of ten times.
1: Yep. Yeah. Sometimes and it's just that's so being. Stupid. Stupid. Sometimes humans gonna do human shit and humans. No, do I I, shit.
2: I agree, but like I mean, I definitely do if, 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 if I was too. Don Granado, I would have. I that's the time to make Jeff Skinner an, an example because like you are paid way too much money. And your team just got you. They just hustled their asses off to get you back to that a point where it was a tie game, and then you literally just lost the game for us. So you just he knows that, so and there's hard. this.
1: It, this is going to be different now. Trust me. This isn't. This is. You know, maybe if this was still the Eichel era or whatever, that would be like a bigger problem. That's gotten already. I'm confident nipped in the bud. Skinner knows he fucked up. And, no, I know. I'm not know. saying
2: like you make a huge example, but you make a quick comment of make a point selfish. of it. This is what happens when you do selfish shit instead of team, yeah, okay, stuff. yeah, like, just a little it, and you leave it right at that and a like, little, if, if little it, nudge kind of selfish, selfish penalties instead of sticking up for teammates. This is what ends up happening.
1: Nice yeah. reminder, yeah,
2: yeah. I you're trying to use that. You don't have yeah. to lay into him, but you got to make an example. He, he's paid way too much money for like to that for that to be, you know, let's do. Yeah. To, Especially yeah. and the fact that you're going to lose him a good high scoring player in for three games after that, too. You know.
1: Yeah. Right. So he's he misses tomorrow. Yeah. And, and
0: then he's back. He missed the Pittsburgh game the next night. He missed the
1: Kings game last yeah, night. And he's got one. And he's more. got one more left to serve. Yeah. OK. OK. Yeah, the, the two Penguins games keep getting it twisted. But uh, yep. the Pens seem to be finding themselves a little bit, Tudor, uh, you know. Yeah. Hopefully the board. worst is behind them. Personally, a, I would have liked to have seen
2: Sidney Crosby catch that puck with his face and then scored that goal. But, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, we can't all be superheroes.
1: That fucking pass he threw <laughs> when he fell by the at the blue line was so sick. It I was, was at so that bad. game in the first game because I was there. That was fucking awesome. How sick was that? All the way across the ice, dime.
2: But you know, I I gotta see, I gotta see more heart out of him, Tudor. He's got to catch that with his face. Here's my
1: thing with Sidney
0: Crosby. (laughs) Right between his teeth, Sidney, Sidney, (laughs) Patrick Crosby. (laughs) He might be underrated. As a matter of fact, I think he's definitely underrated. Mm -hmm. I'd say,
2: I'd say okay. Because here's the thing: underrated in these last few years.
0: Here's the thing. The dude is on pace for like forty plus goals and a hundred plus points at 35 years old, and not a person in the league
1: is talking about him. Because it's Sidney Crosby. He's a victim of his own greatness.
2: He should be doing that. It's yeah. the same like, thing.
1: It's the oh, same thing that's... with Messi. Messi's got Messi's leading the tournament for the golden boot or whatever. But all everyone wants to talk about is Mbappe. Mbappe. he's so young, he's so cute, he's so this he's, yeah, but Messi's an old man looking it, like did looking like Messi a just bounce him
0: today.
1: Huh? You no, know, yesterday. Oh yesterday. Yeah. And but he's yeah, he yeah, bounced fucking who the fuck did they played, Croatia. See you later, three nothing. Um goal and an assist from the great one. But like that- it's well, what you say, James? No, uh, no,
2: I was about to say. Um, I was thinking about it earlier, I just randomly, but we weren't on. I didn't want to change the subject of World Cup, but uh, no, no, we're we're kind of
1: transitioning. No, no, do not the picks we are for no. the ball, but yeah, yeah,
2: but. Uh, that messy goal that he scored the other day, well, like not the one that he set up, reminded me very much of like Connor McDavid. Like all of the defenders drew to him, and, they <laughs> yeah. and he just worked them, and then just laid that on a silver platter for his teammate to just kick right in. That's dude, what the great—that's that's, what
0: the great players do.
1: But dude, it's funny you mention that, Derek, because I say that all the time. The Crosby, or like, I don't know, I don't want to say Crosby, the Ovechkin McDavid thing, like. Messi, when you watch McDavid play, it was the same thing. Like it's just he looks different. Like he's faster. He just like draws all this attention. Like Messi is like that. He's got that. Like, like if you watch him, Derek, I, you've probably seen it where it's like he gets the ball and he starts running, and people are like, "Oh shit, he's gonna!" Like once he gets going, you're because like, "You
2: don't oh, know what he's gonna do."
1: Yeah, you have no idea. So, people – like, everyone just starts slowly as he's coming up the field. The crowd just – he kind of disappears. And then, eventually, he just kind of little – pops out with the ball. And you just – it's amazing. It's just different.
0: Messi literally looks like when you have that kid in, like, 6U soccer where kids are still just, like, everyone chases the ball around and nobody really plays a position – he looks like the one kid at that level that's actually good at soccer. And yeah. He just can run past people no, no. because everyone just congregates around him, right? I like got a better all...
2: I got a better yeah. comparison. Have you guys seen at all? Uh, I, it's I, it's gonna take me too long to find the video, but This twelve-year-old kid that uh, the kid in uh, Texas, yeah, the running back out of Texas that's twelve years old who has a fucking mustache and is literally just running over kids. He's huge. (laughs) He looks like he's thirty-five. He is massive, (laughs) and it's crazy. And and people are like, "Oh, he's way too old." There's pictures of him when he was ten years old with like him starting a mustache, like up here. It's crazy, and he is huge. He plays defensive end and running back, and he literally single handedly won their like state title for this team. It's it's hilarious. Like Nick yeah. Saban's going to be on the phone so fa- like so he's, soon. He's
0: going to be the kid though, and I know this probably sounds bad, but he's going to be the kid that probably isn't actually that good by the time you get to the college level. Because he's probably like going to average out in size. Yeah, like you just you dominate everyone because you're six foot tall, 200 pounds when you're 12 years old. But then when everyone else hits that growth spurt, and now you're 17, 18, 19 years old, you're just another dude. Yeah, but that's that's a numbers thing, and you've never had to compete against people that are your own size unless he keeps growing. So yeah, I know. Kids that's kids exactly, keep
2: going, man That's what. That's the thing. That's the chances thing. That's a numbers thing. That's where you have to just like sign a kid like that just by sheer fact yeah. that he could end up being six four and because you're,
1: you're at that like point that. you're at worst you're like even if he's five ten when he's twelve years old and then he stay he's five eleven like that's fine you know what I mean. Like, as long as he keeps getting stronger for something like that.
2: Yeah, but or you get the chance that he's 5'10 at, at 12 years old and he ends up being 6'4 and a running back by the time he's in yeah, college. Yeah, football's different, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh,
1: it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny as shit, quite
2: though. the chance. Uh,
1: all right, boys, let's get to some ball games, huh?
0: God this slate stinks.
1: I am I by the way I know it's bad. We're going to go so everybody, we're going to go up until cuz this podcast will be out we'll do the uh, the second kind of half I guess next week. Um but we're going to go up until the R and L Carriers New Orleans Bowl which is Western Kentucky South Alabama and we're going to do other games before that. Minus the one on the December 16th Friday, this Friday, I will not be covering a bowl game with two six and six teams that both have losing records against the spreads i'm just not going to do it it's only we're just going to skip that one we'll start with utsa and troy in the duluth trading cure a cure bowl did i say cure what a fucking idiot <laughs> these ones are actually two two decent teams with winning records so here we go um I know we're kind of just looking at these. What do you think here, boys? Do, Troy Trojans, UTSA Roadrunners. We got Troy is a favorite at minus one and a half, uh, over-under set at 55 and a half. Um, Troy, both teams 11 and 2. Troy's 10 and 3 against the spread. Yeah, I'm taking Troy minus one and a half. I am, because of uh,
0: the against uh, the
2: spread. Troy yep. minus one and a half also. Yep.
1: clearly a cover machine. I'm going Troy. Um, Yeah. Toons, are you te- keeping track of these as we go, or you want me to write them down? Oh no, I got them, buddy. Fuck yeah, fucking weapon, this kid. Um Yeah, so that's the first one. That's three p.m. Friday, December sixteenth. Um.
2: Oh, what about my? We, we miss Miami. No,
1: we're not. Benny said we're not covering that game. You got oh, two bad, teams.
2: They're
0: five hundred record. They're both under five hundred against the spread. They don't All deserve. Right. Right. They don't deserve the
1: airtime. Derek, I will say. Off air though, uh, if you do find some value in that game, no, share. No. But other than that,
2: fuck it. I'm, I am too down bad to be betting on uh, even record bowl games. That's for yeah.
1: Sure. Um, next we have uh, the Saturday, the Saturday, December seventeenth. Slate eleven a.m. You got Cincinnati against Louisville in the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. So this is the one that's at Fenway Park, eh? That's pretty cool. Um boys for me. This is a layup. Cincinnati's two eight and one against the spread on the year. They have a nine and three record. Um Louisville's seven and five, and they are seven and five against the spread. Louisville minus two. It's very hard, simple. Low hard. total as well. See, I'm, 40.
0: see I'm, I'm not on Louisville here. All
1: right.
0: I'm on Bearcat's money
1: line. All right, go Bearcats money line. Gross.
2: Uh, Cincinnati's go get your plus one
1: oh five. Stink. Louisville stinks too. They both yeah. stink, but this is the too- worst
0: part about this is the worst part about bowl season. It's a joke. You got a bunch of teams that stink, but everyone gets a trophy.
1: For, playing yeah, for it it's, a, it's a meaningless trophy. Yeah. Hey, mom, look at my wasabi Fenway bowl. Fuck off. That sounds like a dish at a hipster fucking Boston bar.
2: These kids um, don't care about covering the spread.
1: Yeah. No, I yeah, absolutely not. I I'm going, you know, Louisville minus two. That's a good number. Um, you know, when you have a team that's two eight one against the spread, and they're a they're you know a two point underdog, I got to take the favorite. Simple as that for me. I'm going give me Louisville minus two.
2: On to the next.
1: On to the next. What? Um, oops, I scrolled too far. Then we got this is a pretty good one actually. I think. SRS distribution Las Vegas bowl. Florida Gators versus the Oregon State Beavers. Total is 53. Oregon State is the favorite at minus 10.
2: Give me them beavers, baby. Give me them
1: beavers too, baby. I'll lay the 10. Fuck Florida. Oregon State 10 and 2 against spread. Respectable 7 and 5 for the Florida Gators. I don't know what happened to Florida this year. Sudes, you're, you're a Gators guy a little bit. I don't. I'm not sure what happened here. No, I'm, not, out a Gators, of the I'm out. not a Gators guy. I only bet on them week one, but that counts. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I have no idea. I think that
1: Is that Gators- a Tebow jersey I see under your zip up there.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh. You oh. caught me. Uh, yeah. No, I think that the Gators are a beneficiary or victim however you want to look at it of sec bias i think people look at how good they have been in our lifetime and how good the sec has been and just assume that they're a really good team going into every season and then they've just underachieved year after year in recent memory right like really really those post tebow era teams it's just you know, Florida comes into the season and everyone's talking about oh, are the gators coming back? And right. They, they, they look good. About. They look good for a couple games and then fizzle out. Yeah.
1: I hear you. Um so yeah, we'll we'll see. But I like uh again, yeah, all over again, ten to two against the spread. Oregon State's treated me well this year. If you're um, gonna make
0: if you're gonna make me pick it, I guess I would take Oregon State, but I hate that game to the point where I don't even think I would be willing to bet it.
1: Yeah, I I, I just – I love Oregon State here. Um, I feel – Florida, disappointing season, new coach. You're going to have some guys going into the transfer portal. Oregon State got that feel-good story. Like, no one expected a ton from them. Um, They've
2: had some pretty high-scoring wins too, Yeah, right? I
1: mean, Florida – we were talking – there was a time people were betting on their quarterback to win the Heisman. So, like, I don't know. Give me Oregon State minus 10. I don't think the Florida players give a fuck about this one. Um cuz they're they're in Vegas. They're all going to get fucked up before. Let's be they let's face it. Play in
2: Florida. They don't give a fuck.
1: Yeah. What do you Wait, what?
2: No, I mean like it's not like they're going anywhere nice or you know what I mean like they're going to Las Vegas. They play in Florida. You know what I mean? Like if anything No, I mean like they're
1: going to fucking gamble and get oh, fucked yeah. up. That yeah. too. That yeah. too. They're going to go wild. They're going to club and shit. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Um yeah, so you guys dudes uh, you're going to not bet this. What are you gonna do with it?
0: He said. Um. I mean, if if I have to pick, I would take Oregon State. But again, I'm not putting money on that. I I don't like that match. If probably. if you
1: don't have to, you can just pick a money yeah. line if you want. You know what I mean? You can just give a pick. Yeah. No. Where I'll you- ta- I'll
0: take Oregon State minus ten. It's just yeah. Caveat: I hate the game.
1: Okay. Fair enough. That's how these pickems kind of work here. I'd rather watch six year olds play soccer. Uh,
2: that's <laughs> be kind of interesting. To uh, yeah.
1: Mm, yeah, we can have that discussion another day. Next, the world famous, most prestigious bowl game. The Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl presented by Stifle. Stifle? I mean, Jimmy Kimmel. Good for you, buddy. I don't know what to say to that. Um, whatever. Interesting matchup, though, so we're going to talk about it. Washington State versus Fresno State. Uh, We got a total of 52.5. Fresno State are laying four points as the favorite here. Um,
2: Wazoo. Wazoo. Yeah. I mean, no brainer. Wazoo. Wazoo.
1: Plus four. Over a field goal. Eight and four against the spread. Too easy. Too easy. Feels too easy, but I would I say that and they're gonna get their doors
0: and to we always also, say that,
1: but then if you bet it the other way and they cover your and bigger idiots, so it's fine. But
0: it's also it's also a
1: situation too where I
0: haven't done any research on these bowl games. So I, I mean, granted, a lot of these teams Yeah, our research I, I think a we're gonna dive in well, more
1: for the other ones, the big bowl would, games just for people. Yeah. Just so everyone knows, you know, we're just kind of doing a pick em thing. here, who we like. It's not well, yeah. really cool. dialed into what we'll bet.
0: But what I was trying to get to there was not doing research on these. I know a lot of these aren't the top teams, but you also don't know, or at least I don't, if any of these teams have a key player that's opting to sit out of the bowl game to prep for the draft or anything like that because that's always something you have to watch out for in college football bowl season right. is – if a, kid, if a kid plays on a team that's not in the college football playoff, they might just sit out the bowl game and that could swing the difference between a team that you really like and their best player not
1: playing. For these games, honestly, I'm seeing who's good against the spread, and then I'll bet them. And if it's a toss-up, I, 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 maybe I'll just pick. You know, I I just see. What
2: team do I like?
1: What team do I like sidewise? That's really what I've been doing. Um, So, yeah, we're unanimously on Wazoo here, it seems. Yep. Very good. Mm -hmm. Next, we're on to the Lending Tree Bowl. Um, This one is also on Saturday, the 17th of December. We have the Rice Owls versus Southern Miss Golden Eagles. Total 45 and a half. Southern Miss is the favorite at minus six. Um, I don't know
2: here. I don't know shit about shit about. Yeah.
1: I, this one to me, um, I, Southern Miss seemed like they hung in tough on some teams. They, If you remember, they gave Georgia a pretty good run for a while there. They were keeping that game tight. Or was it? Wait, was that Southern Miss or was that Missouri. Never mind. I think that was Missouri. That
0: was, was Missouri. It was Missouri. Either
1: way, don't give a shit. Southern misses nine and three against the spread. Give me the Golden Eagles minus six.
2: I'll take that as well.
1: Anything here, toots?
0: Yeah, I mean Southern Miss would be the be the play. Yeah, Rice Rice stinks.
1: Under a touchdown, under a full touchdown, you know. Yeah, like that. It's a good solid number to push potential and everything like that if needed. Um, Following up here, the New Mexico Bowl we are on to. We have the SMU Mustangs versus the BYU Cougars. Mustangs are favorites at minus three and a half, total set at 64. Um, For me here, I don't – this is what I do. I don't like a side here. I feel like it's a rat line kind of at minus three and a half. I think they're begging you to take BYU here. So I would lean towards SMU, but I'm not doing a side. I'm going total. Give me the over 64.
2: I'll take SMU minus three and a half. Don't like either side, but I like the minus three and a half a little bit better.
0: I'm taking I'm taking BYU uh, plus three and a half.
2: All over All right. the board for that one. Yeah, that'll be interesting.
0: The only reason I'm doing that is because BYU gave me a highlight of a night when. I was on a bachelor party early in the college football season, and I was mm-hmm. staying up after the casino to watch them kick a field goal to win it and like quadruple overtime. So that that's really that's that. really the only reason that I'm betting I, BYU that's, in
1: this that's game. So that's good, respectable
0: college football team. They they might suck, but if they give you one good bet, you'll ride with them forever.
2: Yeah, yeah it's, it's phenomenal. The two, um, the two lane green machine. Yeah.
1: No, the, that's oh, sorry, Derek.
2: sorry, sorry, not the green machine. Uh, we're, we're, we're heading there wave. next, Eric. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, that's I'm just comparing what the are they the US. mean, the wave, yeah, the yep. wave, the mean, the that's on something. this slate, yeah, I was yeah, just something wave,
1: that. But yeah, you were mixing up, but yeah, as Derek uh, there's goes,
2: a, uh, a, crim- a crimson wave or something like that, I think. Oh, no,
1: it's not, yeah, it's something wave, um, either way, um, onto the next one, though, as they say. Because uh, we'll be getting to two lane next episode. Um, where are we at? Fresco, uh, Frisco Bowl. North Texas Mean Green. dudes, Against Boise State. Total 59 and a half. Um, Boise State is somehow a ten and a half point favorite. I am loving North Texas plus 10 and a half. Same.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's not even a question. I mean, yeah. We ride with the mean green here. Yeah. Boise
1: State was to say a disappointment all year is an understatement. Six, six and one against the spread with a nine and four record. Should have the program just disassembled at that point because you're irrelevant. Nine and four, cute record. You're six, six and one against the spread. You've done nothing.
2: Congrats on your blue field. Yeah, just once, just once.
0: I want there to be a story that comes out on like ESPN or one of these sports uh, outlets, and I want it to be about how the rich college football boosters at one of these schools lobbied to get the head coach fired because the team wasn't covering the
1: spread. I would love that. I
2: I just,
0: I,
1: I need that to happen.
2: I'm right there
1: with you. Right there with you so we're unanimously again on north texas plus 10 and a half there. That one's at 9:15. Uh, that is the final game of that uh, slate on this coming this Saturday here December 17th. We are on to Monday Myrtle Beach Bowl. What an absolute travesty. Could you imagine being told you're playing in a bowl game you're like, "Fuck yeah. Get to go s- one of these awesome specials where are we had it. Hey, you're on a Myrtle Beach Fucking December. Sounds sick. Gross. You're like, dope. I went there for fucking spring break when I was in seventh grade. <laughs> Thanks. But we got a good matchup, though. Marshall Thundering Herd against the Yukon Huskies. The revived Yukon Huskies. Total is 41. Uh, Marshall is a favorite at minus 10. Low total. Big favorite. Double-digit favorite. Who is six and six against the spread on the year and the Marshall Thundering Herd? Fuck that. Give me the Yukon Huskies. Plus 10. They're nine and three against the spread. Don't give a shit. Riding with the Yukon Huskies. Yeah, I got more Hus- this I got, year.
2: I got Huskies.
0: Same. I'm going to take them as well. I mean, they're
1: plus 10. Easy money. Plus ten, and they are nine and three against the spread. It's just kind of that one. Just I maybe some people are gonna freak out. It feels too easy. Sometimes you just got to do it. Sometimes it feels easy, just because it is. It's just you know, don't have to trick like you know, psych yourself out. Um, next we are at uh, Tuesday. Oh, yeah, that game. Sorry, the Myrtle Beach Bowl, Monday, December nineteenth. Tuesday, December twentieth. We got uh, two games here. First one is the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. San Jose State Spartans against Eastern Michigan Eagles. Total 54.5. San Jose State is the favorite at minus 3.5. Feels like a weird one here. Um, Don't like anything sidewise, so I'm going to go old and reliable. Just take the over. 54.5. Give me the over.
2: Take Eastern Michigan. Same, Derek. I like that.
1: Fucking yeah. rights, boys. It's- Love it. Love a nice dog play. Nice dog play with a good number always gets me going.
2: A lot of dogs on this slate, honestly. Yeah.
1: Um, Speaking of dogs, Tudes to- hinted at this one. The f- second game, uh, that's a 330 kick, the uh, Idaho Potato Bowl, 730 kick, roofclaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl. Um, Jesus Christ! Some of these also, names. yeah.
2: Imagine going uh, to Boca Raton for like a bowl game, and like, oh, you are gonna go chop it up with all the old people. Like, yeah, <laughs> chop it up. This with
1: one, all the old people. This people. this is an easy, easy game. Yeah, this, this is true. too. I mean, this is this is this is a place where you have two teams with a you know respectable, straight up record, both losing records against the spread. You got a Mac team of the minus five favorite. Liberty money line. Easy. Easy money. Shout out my
0: guy, Colin Casey, offensive line coach at Liberty. Boom. Get him on the pod. Liberty Action. money line. Yeah, I'll have I'll have to reach out to him uh, and
1: see if he'll uh, come on the pod after,
2: and then season. we can clip
1: we can clip did, the form when he does so, come on and tell him that we we're on Liberty Flames money line for the so goal game. Colin Colin would be a great
0: guest too, hilarious guy, uh, great dude. But also um, Caleb Williams, who just won the Heisman Trophy this year, played at Gonzaga Prep High School in Washington D.C. and while he was there before he took his college job with uh, Liberty. Cullen was actually coaching the offensive line there. So he coached uh, the high school team that Caleb Williams, the current Heisman Trophy winner, played on in high school. So, awesome. Fun fact. That fun was,
1: fact. That's fucking killer. So anyone listening, ride with the flames this week. Cool. And then our final game for this week. Wednesday, December 21st, we got uh, Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, who have a special place in my heart. They really do. Against the South Alabama Jaguars, totals 56. Um, and the South Alabama Jaguars are minus four and a half as the favorite. What do we think here, fellas?
2: Give me Bama. Give me the Jags.
1: You want the Jags? Yeah. All right. All right. I'll go with the Jags, too. I, I want to bet Western Kentucky. Um, but I just I don't know the,
0: the ten and taking, two record's
1: tricky. I'm
0: taking Western Kentucky in this, and for the only reason that since I found out about their mascot when I was in high oh, school. Oh wait a minute, eight and five against. The I spread just thought two. eight I and five against think, the spread
1: too. Give me Western Kentucky. I'm I just here. I just
0: think that the Hilltoppers is such a great nickname that I can't I can't pick against them.
1: Yeah, what's um what is that?
0: I don't know, but it sounds cool. Oh, I thought you didn't. You just say you found out what their mascot was. Well, yeah, I mean, just that their nickname's the Hilltoppers.
1: Oh, I thought you meant like their like the thing that they have for the school, like you know, like the leprechaun. You know, like the oh, actual okay. mascot. Yeah. Like I don't know what a Hilltopper is, so I, I was like, oh, maybe that'll provide a clue.
0: Um, I'm gonna look it up right now, actually, but I'm pretty sure it's just like a per- I'm pretty sure it's just like a person. I would guess.
1: Yeah. Um. We'll, we'll end off the show with a little history here for everybody. But, yeah, I'm on Western Kentucky plus four and a half. I, d- I was going to do that originally when I first looked at the slate and I second-guessed myself because that 10-2 and two record of South Alabama is intimidating. But, obviously, with the 7-5 and five against the spread record, they leave some holes for teams to cover. And that's a small number, I think, for a college game. So I'll take Western Kentucky plus four and a half. Give me a half. I took
0: a half of one of these, a half. Their ma- their mascot is Big Red, who uh, looks like just a big red blob. Okay. Um, so, oh, so the Hilltoppers was a name chosen because the school's campus sits atop a hill, two hundred and thirty-two feet above the Barren River.
2: Hmm, that makes sense.
1: So you're telling me not as cool as I thought, but you're telling me. I can't even start to make fun of that. I don't care. I love it. It is one of the most Kentucky things I've ever heard in my right. life. Right. We're at uh, campuses on top of a hill. I think we should be called the Hilltoppers.
2: I mean, Perfect. Syracuse. the
0: flag. A, we got it. Syracuse is literally the orange. So there's some yeah. atrocious college mascot. They there. had to
1: change that, though. So it's like. No, they're just yeah. the orange. Now. They used to be the orange men. Yeah, no, that's you have to keep orange in there. They they were kind of they had their balls in the vice on that one, I think, as you uh, you could think. But uh, great show today, boys. Covered some bowl games, a little hockey. Uh, Shout out to OV once again. Um, Yeah, and we'll be back next week. Uh, We'll cover the rest of the bowl games. Um, You know, most of the main ones there. College football playoff, the big one, and uh, yeah, that'll probably be about it for college football and eventually in a future episode, we'll touch on the national title game. But um, that was a fun season. I had a blast doing it. I uh, hope you boys did as well. I, I'm pretty sure you boys did as well, but I hope all you all enjoyed it too. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening as always. Another great episode. Gentlemen, Go pleasure here. to talk to you and chop it up. Chopping it up with the old people in Boca Raton. Fuck yeah, Derek.
2: Fuck yeah.
1: All right, boys. Go Bills, go Sabres. Shout out Hilltoppers. We'll see you next week, everybody.
2: Later.